This is episode seven of the Confident Coach Academy podcast, and today is our first Q&A episode. Super excited. We're diving into the enrollment conversation. So if you want more yeses, if you want a better conversion rate, if you want to be able to understand what you've got to say on the call so that more of your potential clients, the people you really, really, really want to help are saying yes, then make sure you listen in to this episode. Hey, welcome to the Confident Coach Academy podcast. I'm your host, Kushla Chadwick. And if you have an audacious dream to really be of service in the world, build a profitable coaching business online and have an awesome life offline, then my love, you are in the right place. Together, we're going to talk strategy, mindset, manifestation, thought work, energy work, all the things. So let's dive in. Hey, hey, my friend, how are you? I hope you're doing amazing. I'm super excited because this is our first Q&A episode and it's on sales and I love talking about sales, guys. Specifically, this one is on the enrollment conversation versus, say, a conversation around sales pages and, and all of that cool stuff. So I'm excited to dive in and talk about that. And speaking of sales, actually, I had a sales experience yesterday. It wasn't with a coach, but I thought it would be worth sharing with you guys. So my daughters and I actually were getting ready to buy tickets to an upcoming concert. And the concert is a K-pop concert, which is like Korean pop concert, right? And, and if you've listened to other episodes of my podcast, you'll know that I'm learning Korean and I get really, like I really try and absorb as much Korean content and things as I can, right? Just to help me, well, not just help me learn the language, but partly to help me learn the language and partly just because I enjoy it, right? And so anyway, um, my daughters and I, we were looking for tickets. Um, we're getting ready to look for tickets, but the whole process can actually be a little bit stressful. And I don't, I don't like tend to be someone who who feels stressed by things very often so when I am stressed by things I'm very acute I'm acutely aware of it right and um I've bought concert tickets for a k-pop concerts before and it can be so insane like tickets sell out in seconds doesn't matter how fast you're on the keyboard, how ready you feel you are, how logged into stuff you are to make sure that you're getting, like that you're prepped to get your tickets. It just can be such an insane (laughs) process where you feel the adrenaline pumping through your body. Anyway, we all were like ready to go. I was on my computer. My two daughters were on their phones and, um, and we knew what tickets we wanted. There's, there was a variety of VIP tickets and uh, we wanted a particular one. So we're all trying to look for tickets for all of us. And um, there's a timer that goes on actually with this particular um, company when you go to buy tickets, when they go live. And uh, the timer goes for about seven minutes. And in that time, you've got to try and find the seats and, you know, enough of the right tickets for the number of people that you want. And often when tickets first go live on the pre-sales, that they don't necessarily release enough seats. And we thought we might be okay with only three tickets, but we still weren't. And we ended up not getting any VIP tickets. So they, the VIP tickets, I think, sold out in the first, like, minute and a half, maybe two minutes. And so we missed out. But we got some other cool tickets right which is which is great we're still going to go and we're still going to love it no matter what even honestly if we were like right at the very back um then we'd still love it but we wanted as good a tickets as possible anyway so this was a situation we were excited to get the tickets and uh 
we didn't get the exact tickets that we wanted. But here's the thing. The whole process, like I said, it can be very stressful, but at the same time, it's very exciting. And I want you to think about that in terms of this is kind of what it's like for your clients when it comes to enrolling with a coach. It's kind of scary in a way. It can, and obviously depending on the niche that you're in, it can literally be terrifying for some of your clients. Some of them are getting help for things that have just been so hard, so overwhelming for them, uh, so stressful, and um, it's maybe they've tried a lot of different things. They're afraid that this won't work for them as well. Maybe they're afraid of investing this amount of money, like what if it doesn't work? they can be afraid of so many different things. I won't go into all the things that they can be afraid of, but they definitely can be. And then also it's thrilling in a way. It's exciting for them because there's the prospect of like, this could actually work. This could help me to, for example, save my marriage, um, help me to overcome this addiction, help me to overcome this chronic illness that I'm struggling with, help me to you know, lose weight that I've been trying for two decades to lose and keep off to, you know, make my first 100K or my first seven figures. There's a gazillion different things that coaches specifically coach on, right? And it can be so exciting to think about like them having the results. So this is what it's like for your potential clients. They are sometimes afraid um, anxious, a little bit stressed. Sometimes they're aware of the stress and it's not that stressful for them because they're more excited by the opportunity of getting the result through working with you. And sometimes it's just more terrifying than it is exciting. But usually you're going to have potential clients who have a combination of those feelings. And sometimes what you can do which is so, so helpful, right, is you can do training that actually helps them deal with those emotions before they even get on the call with you, right? So a lot of those fears that would normally come up on the conversation can actually be dealt with before they ever get on the call with you, right? And so it's more about the excitement of potentially working with you. So I just wanted to share that before I go in and specifically share the question and give my answer around that. So I don't know, I just thought that was cool that I had that little experience and it relates to sales and I really just trust that I needed to share that experience for you. All right, so let's dive in. What was the actual question? Ding, 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 let me scroll. I've got it. Here it is. Okay, so the question's, uh, uh, not the question, it's from the question is... <laughs> I don't know why I'm having trouble just reading these few words. But anyway, so Sarah from New Zealand sent in this question. Okay. Hi, Kushla. I'm a mindset coach, but ironically, I'm struggling with my own mindset around sales right now. I was confident, but then I booked 14 calls in one week and not one single person enrolled in my program. Just wondering if you have any words of wisdom about what I could do. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I got plenty of words. And uh, I will say this is my favorite part of the training that I do with my clients in the Confident Coach Academy. So if you want to get amazing at doing enrollment conversations, I'm going to toot my own horn here, toot toot, and just for a moment and say that you need to get 
on the Confident Coach Academy waitlist. So to do that, you just go to the Confident Coach Academy dot uh, com. So go to that website and then forward slash CCA waitlist and hop on the waitlist. Okay. When you do that, you will get access to other special bonuses that you just won't get if you're not on the waitlist. Okay. So make sure you do that. Even if today's answer is really awesome for you, or you know, if you're not Sarah, like go take action, right? Go jump on the waitlist if you want to become excellent at doing enrollment conversations. Alrighty, so uh, horn tooting over. <laughs> uh, yeah, go do that. Anyway, when it comes to the enrollment conversation, uh, you would have used specific methods of getting the call booked in the first place, right? So. I'm speaking to Sarah, but I'm speaking to all of you guys, right? So whatever method you use, you somehow got that person over to a call with you. And there's a bunch of different strategies you can use to do that. And, uh, you know, if you do it well, then the right person is going to jump on the call. And if they came to the call knowing they were going to talk about potentially coaching with you, then, like I said, they must be, a part of them has got to be excited about that option. Uh, and maybe the word excited isn't the right word for them, but something like they've got a good feeling about it, right? And if you are getting that many no's in a row, that there's then there's like something that's definitely off, right? And Sarah, I don't know enough of the details to say what exactly for you because there's so many, um, you know, so many things that aren't included in the question. But I would guess that it's likely one of the following three problems. Okay, so I'm going to go through three problems that that you. It's usually one of these three if someone's getting a lot of no's back to back. Okay, so and 14, 14 no's is definitely back to back. Okay, um, it's a lot of no's back to back. So, by the way, it's not a bad thing. It happens to a lot of people, and so uh, I'm I'm really really happy that you brought this question because I think it's going to help a lot of people. All right. So number one problem that it could be is it could be that whatever marketing you use to draw these people in drew the wrong people in. And I know that kind of sounds like duh, but, um, you know, it, it, it could like not be this problem as well. But I want to go over it because this is the problem for a lot of people. So like let's just say, for example, you help women over 50 lose weight and say your copy is something like, or your copywriting is something like, if you're a woman over 50 and you want to lose weight and not have it come back on, the doors to my gorgeous over 50 program opens next week. You can apply here, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not just saying you just posted once. I'm just giving that as a little snippet of, you know, maybe something that you could have said. Right now, now that copy sounds okay. But imagine if like, how you help them is by, say, unleashing the power of their unconscious mind through a tool like hypnosis. And I, I like—I know there's plenty of tools out there, guys, you know, besides hypnosis, but um, that's just the one that comes to mind. And, you know, they're not ready for that. They don't want hypnosis. And they're like, no, <laughs> no way kind of thing, you know, because a lot of people don't like hypnosis. Obviously, a lot of people love it, but a lot of people don't. And, you know, Maybe they think, I don't want to go through hypnosis. Well, you know, your potential client wants the result that you're offering, but they don't vibe with your process. And if you have a specific process that's a part of your program, then 
and that's not mentioned in the copy ahead of time, what you're going to get is mismatched, let me just try and speak properly, mismatched expectations, okay? And it's actually the job of your copy to attract the people who not only want the result that you're helping them with, but actually if you have an exact process, then they need to vibe with that as well. Uh, I'll give you an example. So like Sarah, you know, maybe you mentioned you're a mindset coach, right? But you didn't say exactly what type of mindset coach or for like what type of client. So I'm just going to throw out a couple of like options here. So sticking to the over 50 thing, right? Because it's it's similar. Um, So let me think. Maybe you're a mindset coach who helps women over 50 create a rocking, sexy, healthy body while other women their age are buying into the story that their bodies rapidly decline at that age, right? So, okay, that's that's something, right? So that's specific copy. Again, it's, it's um, you know, women over 50. Uh, but you, like, not just rocking, like, not just not just lose weight, but sexy, healthy. Like those are, those are two different things because people who want to lose weight don't necessarily have the concern of being healthy. But let's just say that's one of the things. And, um, you know, someone who their mindset is they don't buy into the story that their body needs to decline just because they're getting older. Okay. Or maybe you're a mindset coach who helps entrepreneurs create the confidence to stand out online because there's a heck of a lot of entrepreneurs who want to, they want to grow a business online, but they are so afraid to stand out online. So, you know, I don't know what kind of mindset coach you are, but your copy needs to get the people you know you're meant to serve on your calls. Your specific tribe of people, and that's not just anyone, need to know that you're speaking to them. There needs to not be that mismatch in expectations. And the thing about that is that there are a lot of people that think when they write content that is uber specific, that it excludes too many other potential clients. But the opposite is true. The more specific you can get, the better. The more specificity you add to your marketing and to your copy, the more it actually stands out. And the more aligned leads or potential clients you're going to get on your calls. So that's normally the first problem. And I mean, I only kind of spat out a couple of like little examples there. But the the takeaway that I want you to get there when you're looking at number one is that your marketing needs to draw in the right people and they need to have clear expectations of what what's going to happen on the call, who the program is for, is it really for them? And so that means you've really got to know your dream client. You've got to know them so well, okay? Because if you've gone through the work of creating an awesome, magnetic, amazing offer that you're confident about offering, it's got to draw the right people and draw the right people in and you'll get the yeses, okay? So that's normally the first problem. There's that mismatched expectation and uh, you're just not being clear on how awesome your program is in your copywriting, okay? So that's that. Uh, And then number two. So the second common thing that's usually happening when someone gets a lot of no's back-to-back is that they don't know the structure of the enrollment call. Now, I personally specifically teach two types of enrollment conversations. Uh, 
I teach a few, like I teach a number of conversations, but when it comes to enrollment conversations, there's two that I love teaching and they're the most commonly used and the most powerful in my opinion. And one is for my clients who are a little bit more advanced in terms of the marketing that they're doing and, you know, they can take someone straight from an advanced piece of, of content, you know, something like a webinar and then take them straight to a call. And in that case, the structure of the call is set up so that it takes about 15 minutes. And, I mean, you could almost time it to, like, the second. Usually it's, like, yeah, somewhere between 14 to 15 minutes, and that's it. And that's really, really cool, say, if you're someone who um, you've got a lot of calls coming in at one time, maybe you're doing a, a live launch or something like that, or like, you know, the next round of something, I mean, it's really good. Also, if you just want to spend less time on the phone with people, you just want to make sure that your marketing, the content you prepare ahead of time um, is doing the heavy lifting for you. And also really great if, uh, you know, maybe you just want to spend less time in your business actually on calls and more time, say, coaching or more time creating other content because that's what you enjoy. There's all sorts of good reasons why you might have this structure, but it's really good if you've done the work of pre-qualifying your people. Right, So it's a 15-minute conversation. Right Now, the second type of call that I teach is structured so that it can take anywhere between usually 30 minutes to an hour. Okay, so when I am doing the call, it's going to take like no longer than 30 minutes for this particular uh, call and the way that I've structured it. But I know that some of my clients, um, they like to go in deeper. They haven't necessarily um, put out as much content as I have or they haven't necessarily done a number of other things in their content and they want to take a bit longer and that's totally fine, okay? But the structure's there. And that the thing is that marketing that uh, got the person to the call hasn't necessarily covered yet or we don't know that they've consumed yet the marketing that makes them the right person to work with you, okay? So, you know, call A, they can pretty much tell that that you guys are going to match up well, that you can help them, you know, solve the problem that they've got, get the result that they want, and you just got to talk a few details with them, right? Call number two, there's some, it's like an application process really, and they've really got to, you've got to listen and and find out more about them before you can make the decision of whether or not you're going to invite them to work with you. But the thing about both of these enrollment conversations is that they have a very specific structure. So like there are things that you need to say at the beginning of each of the calls. There are specific things you need to to be listening to in the body of the calls, and that's happening on both those calls, whether it's the 15-minute one or the longer one. On both the calls, there are certain questions that I'll show my clients that they should ask. So obviously, <laughs> they know that this person is likely to get the results that they want because, you know, the last thing you ever want to do as a coach is enroll someone who you actually can't help <laughs> to get the results that they want and that they are paying you for. Like, that's unethical. It's like not cool. It's going to come back and bite you on the bum and all sorts of things, right? So, you know, the thing is both call types do certain things at certain stages to address any potential objections, right, and to make sure that the right people are coming into your program. So I share that detail to say it actually could be a structure problem, not so much a mindset problem. And and I know you mentioned like you're a mindset coach and the way that you ask the question, it kind of 
seemed like you felt like it could be a mindset issue for you because you, you were confident before, but then you got all these these 14 no's and I guess you're feeling a little bit rocked by it. Um, and I don't know if you mean like, you know, since the cause your mindset's kind of, you know, gone down or or you, you're worrying that it could be your mindset creating a problem of getting the 14 no's. And it definitely could be, um, but it also could just be a structural problem. I teach something called the SES principle, and that and that kind of goes towards this, not kind of, it goes to the fact that, you know, for every big goal that we have, there is a strategy and there's an energy and there's a structure that are going to match you and going to match the result that you want. And you've just got to, like, find what those are and then do them and be them, right? So this this could be a structure thing. It could be like you just need to learn how to actually do the calls correctly. And yeah, this yeah, like I said, get on the waitlist for the Confident Coach Academy if you want to become awesome at doing the enrollment conversation. Okay. And then the third most common problem or possibility is obviously your mindset, right? And you know. You're a mindset coach, Sarah. So I, I reckon you, you probably know what's holding you back, quite honestly. But the one big problem that so many amazing coaches trip over when it comes to the enrollment conversation is that they get into their own stories about money on the call. So while I can't speak to like what specific block you might have or or any number of things when it comes to the mindset because I need to ask you more questions you know um most people particularly again if you're getting like back-to-back no's it is because if we're talking about it from a mindset perspective they're getting into their own stories about money on the call that doesn't mean that you're talking about you know uh your money beliefs or your money issues or money limitations um, and it and it doesn't even mean that you're someone who's like struggling with money it doesn't mean you're poor it doesn't mean like you're not able to pay your bills and all of that stuff but you know even something like let's just take hmm, let's just take kind of the average person right who maybe you haven't been able to do something like take a really uh, big family vacation or big family holiday yet because your mortgage costs are high and you've just had a teenager enroll in university or college and you're just feeling more strapped for cash because you can't do everything you want because of your limits around money, right? That doesn't sound or feel desperate. It just feels uh, uh, feels limited, right? And even things like that can really get in the way when it comes to how we do our own enrollment conversations with our own potential clients. You know, that kind of stuff from your life can really leak into your sales and your conversations. And yes, you want to address your limiting beliefs around money, but I want to make this very, very clear. You don't need to quote unquote fix your money mindset before you can have high converting enrollment calls. Now, I teach money mindset. So, uh, like, you know, I, I say this, I want to say this very, very clearly again. You don't need to fix your money mindset before you can start having high converting enrollment conversations. Okay. Part of it is this. You simply need to make a decision that you're there to serve them. 
Like it's not about you. These calls aren't about you. They are about them. And if there's one time in your business where you need to make sure that you're 100% focused on the other person, besides when you're actually coaching your clients, right? It's it's on the enrollment conversation. You keep your money story out of these calls. And I will add, even if it's not a money issue, if it's some other limiting belief, like it should not get a voice during the call. Those calls are about listening to your potential client, listening to what they're going through, what they've tried, what they really want, and seeing if, yes, you can help them, yes or no. Yes or no. If it's a yes, great. If you want to work with them, great. Invite them to work with you. If not, like tell them what, what, who can they go speak to, right? Um, tell them, sorry, I can't help you. But it's not about you. So put your stuff aside and show up in the highest good of the person on the call with you. It's like you just got to make a decision like that, okay? Stop putting yourself on the call with them. Stop thinking about yourself. And usually when we start to let our kind of limiting money beliefs kind of come in with us, they leak into the conversation, that energy, it just makes way into the call and it starts to sabotage how you listen, how you speak, how you invite people. It's no good for you and it's no good for them, okay? So I'll get off my little high horse because I felt again a little bit high there. (laughs) So those are the three most common mistakes that I see happen when you're getting no after no after no. I hope that was really helpful for you, Sarah. Thanks for sending in the question. If any of our other listeners, if you have questions, make sure you go to our website, confidentcoachacademy.com. You'll be able to see there where you can either send in an audio question or you can like type your question in and you know if you just want to chat to me about your questions feel free to come on over to find me at the instagrams uh, at kushchadwick.com now kush is like my nickname it's like obviously the shortened of kushler but i did that silly thing years ago where i like anyway i can't get access to that account (laughs) so it's it's at Kush Chadwick. Okay, that's where you'll find me. You can send your questions there also uh, for the podcast or just in general. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's our first Q&A episode done. If you, again, want support, you want to become really great at your enrollment conversations because industry standards for enrollment conversations are much lower than, you know, they can be. If you actually learn how to do the conversation well, you are going to be making way more money, enrolling way more clients, helping more clients. And maybe you don't want to have like, you know, hundreds of clients. You know, for some of you, you would, you just want to enroll maybe 10 or 15 clients. If you're selling something that's like 10K and you're like, that would be, that would thrill me. That's cool. You still want to learn how to do the conversation really, really well, my love. So. Anyway, that's it for today. Lots of love and sunshine. I shall speak to you soon. Ciao, Bella.